For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 114. Woo! Oh! That was pretty good. Snap! Ric Flair in the house. That is... is The nature boy? We haven't revealed yet, but that is uh, Jamie's replacement. We have stuck him in a torpedo tube like he has done to me numerous times. And he's been ejected. Permanent replacement. Yep. Wow. (laughs) He said some problematic things. Go on vacation, Jamie. Shouldn't have done it. So what we're going to do, listeners, is that we have to go back through 113 episodes, re-record all of them, but this time with the replacement. The new Jamie. New Jamie. Jamie 2. The better. J2. Jamie 2. So to introduce, we have a, we do have a special guest. Uh, This is only, I think, the fourth guest host that we have had in the history of Submersion, if my math is correct. Uh, It's my good friend, Nick. Welcome, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hello. Uh, But we have a super exciting and special episode. Uh, So much to, uh, to, to get into tonight, we're commemorating the 25th anniversary of the film that we are recapping and reviewing tonight, which we will announce here in a little bit, although I'm sure you saw it in the title. And we also have a sub sandwich review. We have uh, done some taste testing of sub sandwiches as a group. Um, we have a local sandwich expert in our, our friend Nick here. Um, that's a new award or accolade I'd like to give to you, Nick. Uh, you could put that in your Twitter bio. It's on my resume. Uh, but we will be getting in, into that as well. So, uh, Nick, uh, wh- uh, how, how's it been going? Uh, give us a little background uh, and, and what you've been it's up to. It's going pretty good. Um, so, well, it's been a couple weeks since I was last on a podcast. Um, was doing some amateur stuff for some friends who just needed a, a filler for their uh, only <laughs> ringer. So, um, popped in for them, did them a favor, and then uh, found out that uh, they apparently didn't like it. They claimed they phoned it in. So, I'm here to do the real thing with some professionals and... Uh, that's what I'm yeah. doing now. Yeah, you know who your true friends are. Well, you know. They're right here and in we, this chat. And we are professionals. I uh, I did go back and listen to the one in which you guys name dropped me. And <laughs> I didn't hear a single bad thing. Actually, all I heard was my name, which was That's pretty right. good for me. That's all we need. It's a step up from those other guys. And I think your name was said like, what, 10 times by <laughs> Zach or something like that? It, it was, was Alex. Nine <laughs> times. Nine. Okay. Is, yeah. Is Ten that, was a bit of an exaggeration. Sorry. Ten would have been like, too much. Like the checkbox. Is that like how many times do we get to say to say his name in an episode? Yeah. Nine was good. And then okay. Yep. He has to send us a check now because we promoted him so much. <laughs> and thank you for that, Nick. And this uh, another big announcement that we have tonight going on this month. Well, it is also the 25th anniversary of Waterworld. It is the 90th anniversary of someone being alive. Mr. Sean Connery himself will turn 90 years old at the end of the month. And to commemorate this man's career and birthday, we will be doing a giveaway. On Twitter, we are giving away a special edition Steelbook 4K 
with Blu-ray and digital edition of Hunt for Red October. Get on there for some details. And then on Instagram, we do have a Funko Pop Sean Connery from Dr. No. 007 himself. Amazing. Yeah, so look for that. If you've ever wanted to, to make something of, your, of yourself and of your life, this is the time. Honestly, it is. What else is going on right now that people can even no, 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 say no, no. they're wait, doing wait, wait, remotely wait, wait, worth it? We have got to do our Sean Connery impressions. Let's do it. This is it right here? Let's do it. Do it. All right, who's going to start? <laughs> Quebec! <laughs> that's, that's, Sean, I didn't know you were here tonight. <laughs> What's the difference between a mallet and a goose? <laughs> I don't remember, but your mother's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just doing impressions of impressions of yes, Sean Connery? Yes. Pretty much impressions oh, okay. of Will Ferrell doing an impression of... Yeah. No, not of Will Ferrell. Who was that? Daryl uh, Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond did it. Sean... Yeah. Will was Trebek. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tonight, we're, when we do our sub sandwich review, that will not be the first time that we have all ate together. You guys remember my 21st birthday? You don't remember what happened back in the kitchen there? I remember that. <laughs> Anything involving dog food, maybe a little bit? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, a dog that was that treat. Night? <laughs> yeah, it was twenty first birthday. That was a great night. I remember Alex bought me Shiner Bach. That was the first beverage I had as a twenty one year old. You're welcome. Those were delicious. I was writing all the the ratings on my arm, and that's what inspired me to to do countdowns and uh, join this podcast. Wow. Yeah, All I remember the way back then. boiling that one down for me. Uh, I drank a Four loco and ate a dog treat. <laughs> but <laughs> sounds like a good night. Is that on the resume yeah. too, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I drank a Four loco and ate a dog treat. <laughs> it's just a, just a normal night. <laughs> I mean, that's a Four loco type night, right? I mean, that should be like on the can, right? I mean, we, who, who all <laughs> agreed? There were three of us. I don't think it was... Me, Alex, and Zach, but it might have been. I think it was Kyle in there, too. Yeah. So I was specifically me? remember eating some dog food. I don't think it was Zach. I have Kyle zero memory of this. So, <laughs> but Four, way, it, four it Loco, hide the dog treats. Yeah, it smelled good, tasted bad. We agreed on that, and then, then we were done with it. Just moved on with our lives. I, yeah. I have I have eaten dog food, though. So. All right. Well, Kyle, you're feel in the free to cut us off at, at any point. <laughs> I don't know if I can though. I mean, you know, we're reliving four loco, dog food, all that type of stuff, and uh... <laughs> that'd be a really funny podcast idea. Remembering four loco, <laughs> it's just four <laughs> loco stories. Oh man, I mean, that might be the type of thing that you want to have if, like, you don't worry about your job and your career. Yeah. Just remembering four loco. Get the stories, domain. But... Get the domain. Myfourloco.com. Right. We'll get it. <laughs> What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. Here we 
go. How to jump in for Jamie. That's probably trivia. That might be only like the second time that we haven't had Jamie here to do a recap. Yeah, he's been on a lot. <sighs> Pretty Too wild. Much. Pretty wild stuff, but... I uh, actually looking to get rid of Jamie tonight for some reason. <laughs> so, Jamie, I know you listen to this. I don't know. Poor I don't know what's going on He doesn't know I two. said that. He doesn't know that was me. Oh, that's true. Could have been uh, new... It could have been J2, you know? J2. Man, that's such a slick name. J2. It's like, like K2, that. the mountain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um... Uh, Kyle kind of spoiled it a little bit earlier, uh, but we are finally doing Waterworld. This might be the most requested movie, I think, uh, of our of our listenership. I have seen people ask us to do Waterworld many times. We're finally doing it. Technically, this is a micropod, so we're going to have a timed recap tonight by, by Nick. Uh, but this is the 1995 blockbuster uh, that uh, underperformed a little bit, but at the time it was the most expensive movie ever made. And we'll get into a little bit of that with the trivia later. Oscar um, nominated. It was Oscar nominated for sound design. Is that right? Maybe best picture, best actor, best director, but I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, okay. I don't <laughs> think that's right. Uh, but it starred Kevin Costner. Um, who else was in here? Dennis Hopper. Tina Majorino played the little girl. Sounded exactly like she like she did in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, like she yeah, didn't yeah. grow up at all. I'm, I'm glad we got that out of the way now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that girl's voice did not change one bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else of note in there? Not really. One guy. Yes, There's yes, a few. yes. What's Helen's? What's Helen's Kim, name? Kim Coates. Kim oh, Coates. Yeah. Kim Coates from yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was big. Yeah. Yep. He is. He's a bit of a wild child in this. He's, I mean, he's if you watch Sons of Anarchy, he's a little wild in that show too. So, Kyle, this isn't about that show, so stop. I know. Sorry, I've never seen it, so don't spoil it for me. They all die. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, mm. I've watched the last episode, but I don't know. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? It's spoiled <laughs> for you. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I, I know he. Uh, you know, he's riding his uh, motorcycle off into the sunset, so to say. But the sunset's moving at him in the opposite lane of travel. <laughs> I know that happens, but uh, that's a little foreshadowing. How how it gets to that point, I don't know, and that's the fun part, you know. Sorry, like, so he rides a bike into the sun. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's not clear. I don't get the analogy. Let's move on. Alex is going to watch the first uh, episode. That he's like, who? Why is the, why is his mom in this show? She was she wasn't in the final episode. That's a good idea for a podcast. Is picking a big time TV show, <laughs> only watching the last episode. And then, like, backtrack or just give you a review or something. Gruesome. What's a good name for that? Gruesome, no twosome, backtrack, last episode of a show ever by Gruesome. Did we already dive? What's going on? Uh, we did. Also, another main player in this, <laughs> in this movie is Gene Triplehorn as the leading uh, lady, Helen. Yes. But that's, that's about it. That's what. That's all we got. The rest. Oh, Jack Black. Oh, I thought Wait, we were going to say that for trivia. Oh. oh, that was Jack Black. He was. I the, sent uh, a picture. Yeah. I did a picture in the Discord. I didn't recognize him. Yeah, the pilot. He's got yeah. shit all over his face. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Jack Black. That's awesome. Oh yeah, you can tell when he's talking. You're just like, oh, that's Jack Black. Yeah. 
So, listeners, this is uh, we're also trying to set a record tonight for the first two-hour micropod. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. We'll get there. All right. So, Nick, if you are ready, we are ready for you uh, to step into the shoes of Jamie the Ointment. Uh, you're one of the most topical people I know. You, you know all your trivia, and uh, I, I know of no better uh, replacement for, for Jamie. So take it away when you're ready. Waterworld, 1995. All right. Um, I'll, I'll preface this with, uh, like I told you earlier, it's all the guys. Uh, there's no matching Jamie in the amount of follow-through he's going to have with the recap. So just bear with mine. I'm not going to go scene for scene, but uh, this movie doesn't honestly really deserve that so we're gonna just get right into it here guys Ooh. Uh, shots fired shots fired <laughs> Ooh, all right take. so we open up on what the uh the logo the studio logo that pans into the world with the ice caps melting and the surface of the earth covered in water uh first thing we see is kevin costner drinking his own piss um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good way to start a movie right uh most movies don't start like this apparently but this one does um we get into some establishing shots to prove what they already told us with the uh, voiceover intro. Uh, the earth is all covered in water. People live on boats and shit. Um, let's see. Kevin Costner then dives down to do some underwater stuff. Uh, shows up to a guy has pulled up next to him. This is a recurring theme where uh, if you go underwater for any amount of time, a boat has come out of nowhere very quickly and uh, shows up and is now your problem. Uh, they talk about some sort of world-building code that they follow as drifters and traders out on the water um, that they could have fleshed out really well, but they failed to do. Um, we find out that this random guy, uh, played by someone unremarkable, um, stole Kevin Costner's limes, um, which is wrong and bad and against the code. Uh, and then out of nowhere, the antagonists appear. Thank God. They are called the Smokers. They show up on... Um, just a bunch of jet skis, right? And they're mm -hmm. just some real Mad Max-esque bad guys, but uh, not as intimidating. And they're on jet skis. Um, <laughs> some stuff happens. It's whatever. It's not super important. We move on through the plot uh, as we'll, well, we muddle on through the plot. Kevin Costner is told about an atoll nearby. He goes to that. This is just this weird uh, floating shithole where uh, people live there. <laughs> um, they seem to be doing some sort of weird agricultural stuff in this, I mean, it's like a floating, I don't understand how it floats. I don't get that. Uh, I didn't really pay too much attention to it because I was kind of put off by it, but like this thing floats out in the middle of nowhere. It looks like an old, like civil war fort that you'd see. Mm -hmm. Um, there's like a big algae pond that they're dumping dead people into. I get that. That makes sense. They have one tree. <laughs> um, that makes sense. That makes Come sense. On, that makes sense. The, the algae pond sense. makes sense. Yeah. There's, I get the, it. Resources are limited. I understand that. Um, <laughs> another thing before I go too much further into this, uh, does it rain here? It doesn't ever All seem right, to so rain here. Should we get that this was, later? That's a big gripe, right? There's, I mean, there's no rain throughout the entire movie, and you're out on the ocean the whole time. Right. So, so that's for later. Okay. Um, so I guess this, this atoll, um, it's like a weird religion going on there, but also it's like a, it's like a town you'd see in a Fallout game. You walk in, and yeah. everyone's just an NPC. Good reference. Um and he uh, he grabs what he a thing he had pulled up prior to this and some of the expedition stuff that was going on earlier, uh, vial of dirt, which is apparently very valuable to everyone. Um, let's see. The plot finally comes into play when Jared Murphy, who is the judge in Batman Begins, oh, um, he uh, meets him. He's he's what the Nord. I think that they don't really give him a name. They call him Nord or the Nord or something. He, he looks, looks very Nordic. The Nord. 
the blonde bad guy. He's like a bad Mickey Rourke. Uh, and he shows up and just starts ham-handedly dealing out the plot to us, uh, talking about the, the girl and the tattoo and dry land. And this is the only thing that we really care about in this entire thing. Um, we run into one of the only two women with speaking lines in this entire movie that I remember, which is Jean Triplehorn. Uh, and she was in what you guys mentioned earlier, Basic Instinct, The Firm, a bunch of early 90s stuff. Uh, yeah. This one may have been the nail in the coffin for her career. And then, uh, as we said, Deb from Napoleon Dynamite is the daughter who's got this tattoo on her back, which everyone – we went from knowing nothing about it to knowing immediately this was the entire plot point right here tattooed on a child actor's back. Um, we ignore that for a moment while Kevin Costner tries to leave town. Uh, the townsfolk religion cult wants him to impregnate a local girl to keep the gene pool moving, so to speak. And he says no, and they all just lose their minds. And they're like, okay, well, he's a spy. Uh, and then they find out, like, um, <laughs> like, like yeah, move, right? I mean, who wouldn't Total want to? Move. He's so they they're just upset about it, and they uh, they pull him aside. And they're like, okay, this guy, he's got to wait. He can't leave yet. And they <laughs> they find out he's a he's a muto. He's a mutant. He's got uh, gills and webbed feet. Um, and then they put him in a cage, right? Yeah. Um, they they won't let him. The head of security guy, R. D. Call. I don't remember what he was in. Um, he's in some stuff. You can look it up on your own. Uh, he, he says, no, you don't kill him now, but like maybe perhaps later we'll kill him. <laughs> I don't understand that thought process, but, uh, and that's supposed to make you like him, right? Yeah. You're like, All right. You guys can't like kill him in the street, but if we do this the right way, it's like a classic dunk him in that algae pond till he dies. <laughs> that's okay. it's the classic bad guy trope. Like, ah, spare his life. Now we'll kill him correctly in a little bit when he could escape. You're like, okay. And everyone, okay. everyone's that like, yeah, that makes good. sense. That's logical. So they put him in a cage. Um, and then, uh, Michael Jeter, a uh, famous actor shows up. He, he did a lot of interesting stuff. What I recognized him from was uh, Fisher King by Terry Gilliam. If you guys have not seen it, definitely watch it. Um, he shows up as this weird old guy who he's in on the map. He knows what's going on. Uh, he's interested in Kevin Costner being a fish man. Um, but otherwise, uh, kind of not the best performance I've seen from this guy. And mentions like, oh, the girl's not safe. She got the map. I'm trying to get out of here. Whatever. He gets told to go away by uh, Call, the security man, in the room. Uh, let's see. Basically, at this point, we know what's going on. Everyone wants to live on the land instead of the water. Uh, the w life on the water sucks. They haven't really tried to adapt. They just kind of phoned it in and gave up. And they just kind of, it sucks. And no one seems happy about it, which I understand that. But, you know, they haven't tried anything it didn't look like. Um, yeah, Kevin Costner even says that they're dying. Like, he's, he's looking at them and can tell that they're kind of wasting away and can't survive indefinitely in the atolls. Right. And that's, <laughs> well... You know, we all knew it was going to happen um, because they're just not doing – I mean, you could live – There's, look, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, anyways, they decide the next day they're going to keep him in the cage. They're going to lower him down from the cage or while he's in the cage into the algae pond. And that's how they're going to kill him, which is better than just killing him for, like, killing a guy in self-defense, which he did the day prior. Um, there's no judge or jury or – it's just RD call making the call. saying like, oh, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. Fine. It's whatever. Um, while this is all happening – uh, you look out on the what the, the scout looks out on the horizon and sees the entire smoker army showing up out there on the horizon into a ridiculous five to ten minute sea battle, uh, which isn't really that good. Dennis Hopper loses an eye in a friendly fire incident. Um, oh, man, <laughs> we have a clip from that incident right here. So Dennis Hopper in this movie also has some just absolutely incredible lines. And the way he loses his eye is... 
the Mariner, a.k.a. Kevin Costner, shoots his harpoon into a gunboat and then turns it directly into Dennis Hopper's boat. And the situation that kind of unfolds is kind of funny. Answer me this, somebody. Why is that boat still firing? Well, what's that cousin's name? Charlie! He's pulling him right into us! Maybe he doesn't answer to Chuck Collins, Charles! <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great one. Charles! <laughs> 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 that is so funny on audio. Oh my he God. doesn't answer to Chuck! Charles! <laughs> God, just like what the hell, man? I mean, there's so many lines from Dennis Hopper. It's just, oh man, I mean, great. Dennis Hopper steals the show, right? Like, uh, it's it's not a good movie. I'm gonna keep moving. I'm just gonna barrel on through. <laughs> a lot of victims right, um, tonight at the so hand of Nick. No one's no one's safe unless they're on the podcast right now. Um, <laughs> let's see. Costner's let out of the cage by uh, the female lead. Tries to escape on his trimaran. Gets stuck in the gate. Um, uh, Michael Jeter disappears on a Da Vinci type flying apparatus <laughs> out of nowhere. It's not really explained, but uh, it's the old Chekhov pistol. We'll get back to it, I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, we get into at this point, we're basically in the second act, which is uh, mostly nonsense. It's uh, long drawn out on the water. Um, lots of arguing on the boat. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail on them arguing on a boat. I get it. It's a boat, small cramped quarters. Not everyone's going to get along. Um, one of the funny scenes of note for me was replacing uh dennis hopper's eye and we do have a clip from that yeah somebody somebody goes to paint this fake eye and everybody's talking about how great that thing looks there may be some small problem in depth perception well, better not screw up my short game <laughs> well looks good yeah, yeah. nice uh, yeah. i like it better than you realize much better what do you say toby intrude looks like shit <laughs> That's why I love the children, no guile. Looks like shit. It does look like shit. <laughs> and it feels like cold shit. <laughs> That's Dennis Hopper, man. Still worried about a short game uh, when golf probably doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I'm sure there was a scene that they cut out of them <laughs> golfing on the boat. <laughs> Did anybody watch the extended edition of this? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So I did not. That we okay. should know this is the theatrical okay. release version of this movie that we are covering. There's one that's like 45 minutes longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the extended cut that was released is like over a little, a little bit over three hours. Yeah. It's a really long dance scene that we didn't have to see. I, or a golf scene. That'd be great. You know? yeah, Maybe that a little both. Be, that'd be epic. Um, or just different iterations of the eye, them trying out different <laughs> eyes. And they're like, my God. 45, 45 minutes. minutes. <laughs> Try right, you gotta get it right. <laughs> That's true. You don't be weird about it. Um, okay, let's see. I'm gonna keep moving. Um, uh, let's see. Hopper goes to inspect the oil level on the boat. Um, sees down there. There's an old uh, grizzled man who appears to be a meter reader of sorts down there. Uh, William Preston, also in Fisher King with Michael Jeter, uh, plays a homeless dude there. Probably not a ton of work needs to be done between the two roles. Um, Dude's just throwing out mad cigs to everyone on the way there. And afterwards, um, I guess that's why they're called the smokers. It's a very weird reason to define the entire group. But uh, whatever, it works. I'm cool with it. It's one of my least controversial points of the movie. 
Um, let's see. The Trimoran fight uh, with the plane where he's circling around like a, the old uh, Empire Strikes Back situation with Jack Black piloting the plane. Unremarkable scene other than it's got Jack Black in it. Um, the other drifter played by Kim Coates shows up. Uh, Kim Coates, I have not seen Sons of Anarchy. So Kim Coates showing up was weird to me because I did a quick glance at the uh, IMDB page. And it is a real roller coaster. Uh, I think the guy was in Battlefield Earth. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was. That's <laughs> just just great. So I wasn't sure what to take about that, that entire thing. The haggle over paper, which apparently is worth a lot of money, um, mm-hmm. tries to sell um, our female lead out for thirty minutes in exchange for two pieces of paper. Um, Costner balks on the deal. Uh, the guy loses his mind. They get fight, kill the guy, and stuff happens. Uh, Let's see. Costner feeds a crew of three people after they decide they're running out of food by dragging himself in the wake of the boat to attract a giant, poorly done CGI sea creature, which he inexplicably kills and they eat. Great scene. Great scene. Bad scene. Maybe a low for me. They only show that creature for like a half a second so you can barely tell how bad it looks. And you don't even see how he killed it. So the power in this scene is leaving the audience... (laughs) It's it's up to the audience to create to create that vivid imagine that, that that you know use the audience's vivid imagination to create that epic scene how Kevin Costner would have somehow gorged this creature ripped through it gotten the fat cooked it and they ate it. So. I'm imagining a chainsaw. That's how I'm imagining. <laughs> it. There you go. Right. He, he, he jumped into with a harpoon. He had a harpoon. Yeah, it was a harpoon, but this thing basically exploded on screen. Um, yeah. It did, yeah. It. You don't know what he did in there. It's one of those, cla- maybe this is where it started, but it's one of those classic scenes where it shows you the beast or quarry, and then it, you know, it shows you our, our good guy, and then it immediately cuts to the quarry, you know, a flank of meat being thrown on the grill, basically. <laughs> That's true. They do that a lot nowadays, I feel like. Um, yeah, that was a dumb scene, uh, amongst other not-so-great scenes. Um <laughs> Then we come across the... Uh, again, again the, this movie, not very good. Yeah, I, I can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> Wait until the ratings. Wait no, until I know. the ratings. Um, I was going to say, man. Whoa. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of showing my ass on that. I'm sorry, guys. Um, anyways, I'll keep going. Uh, so they, what, the next thing that happens, they come across the... Uh, it's like a trading post, right? And they need to trade. Um, and there's people waving to them and stuff. And they look a little closer and they realize it's just people being used as meat puppets and... They're like, oh, God, this is probably the smokers, which, of course, it is, right? They've been being chased by him the entire movie. Uh, and then he goes down and looks in, uh, like, a periscope, a reverse periscope type thing, and sees the uh, all the other smokers on their jet skis, but underwater, breathing up through tubes. Look, the smokers are completely outclassing everyone else in this entire movie. They're the only oh, people they're who's, wild, man. They haven't figured out. They're really pretty good at what they do. And their only downfall is that Kevin Costner has given incredible plot armor. Yep. To get through this entire movie, because if any of these guys were half competent and Kevin Costner's character was realistic, he would have died two scenes in. Moving on. That's um, right. They get away from this entire thing and they escape uh, and it's fine. And then we get to this is the scene, right? This is the scene that makes it a submarine movie, right? The uh, the bathosphere down into they, I mean, they're fighting over dry land. Um, and he says, like, we're never going to find it. I've been sailing longer than anyone's ever sailed and it's never going to happen. I got to show you something. And. There's only enough air for one, so they leave the they leave Deb from uh, deploying dynamite on the boat. He puts her in this very weird thing and takes her down and shows her all the cities that are underneath the water. And then they uh, come back up. He's just like dropping flares left and right. Um, fun like he's fact, had, go ahead. fun fact, it was the city of Denver. It was Denver. 
Mm, the Mile yeah. High City. Wow. That's why it was so close and easy to find. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he's just dropping flares, which he's apparently had this whole time, dumping them as he goes down there, comes back up, and, of course, here we go. You've been underwater for any amount of time. You come back up, and someone has snuck up on your ass. Um, whoa, it, whoa, 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 whoa. What do we see when we're on the way back up? Uh, what do we see? Fill me in. I may have missed this. A submarine. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> There's a submarine in the middle of the wreckage of Denver. Kyle. It's wow. sticking out, and you can see the sail yeah. of it, and it's like, hot damn, dude. What kind of sub <laughs> is it? I don't know. It's probably what the fuck, dude. I know. My bad. <laughs> I mean, my bad. I don't know, but it's there. There's a submarine right there, and I mean, it's on screen for like four maybe seconds, five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say five is probably way too generous. Well, it's I probably mean, closer to four. That's that. You not knowing what kind of submarine it is isn't nearly as bad as me thinking that this was counting as a submarine because of the bathysphere they used to go see Denver. So, oh come on, no. There's a sub right there. Well, thank God that justifies the whole experience. <laughs> Yeah, now you probably think about the movie a little differently, I bet. We'll get to it in the reviews. Um, <laughs> Save for the review. <laughs> All right, reviews. so as I said, if you go underwater for any amount of time, someone's going to sneak up and ruin the day. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Dennis Hopper and the crew show up and they kidnap the girl and torch the boat. Um, as they're blowing the boat up, I guess Kevin Costner hits the lead with uh, the lead, lead leading lady Helen, right? With a "I'll breathe for both of us" line. Yep. <laughs> the science of which doesn't make any sense to me. Nope. Because he would be exhaling through his mouth, but he's like making out with the. They're just trying to get the kiss in on camera. But if he's using the gills to breathe, does he exhale through the gills? Can he exhale through his mouth? Have you ever exhaled pure oxygen out of your mouth? That's not how exhaling works as far as I know. Look, the science is lost on me. I'm not a genetic master of this sort of thing. I don't understand it, but it just doesn't seem to add up to me. Uh, I, I wouldn't overthink it. I think uh, I think they were... Thank uh, you. <laughs> I think they were uh, taking some liberties there. Thank you. Well, do, do we overthink Independence Day? Do we overthink... The day after tomorrow, these 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 Oscar worthy films. No, we don't. <laughs> well, Jurassic I never thought Park. this one. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'll keep moving again. Uh, okay, so we we finally hit what I guess I'm going to deem the third act here, right? Um, the the smokers have kidnapped the little girl. Um, Kevin Costner is going on a revenge tour. Um, after sitting there floating and thinking they're going to die, uh, Michael Jeter shows up in his uh, incredible flying machine, and here we go on to the third act. Um, what happens here? Um, they are interrogating the little girl about the map on her back. They can't read it. She doesn't understand it. There's just uh, some back and forth. It's going nowhere. Um, let's see. We get Costner sneaking onto the boat on which the smokers live, uh, taking a jet ski. The guy's telling him to come in all slow. He's like, come on, man. Take, bring it in slow. I don't have all day. Which, And then he just keeps revving it up, and then he just goes on and pins the guy against a a girder or something like that. And oh, uh, I, he totally crushed that dude to death. Oh yeah. Right there. And then he, he didn't just think twice about it. No, not at all. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then he just solid snakes his way through, uh, this entire ship, killing everyone yeah. in his way. All right. I got to cut oh. in Nick. I yeah. love, can you please just say what you just said again? He solid snakes his way. I love that. Through, yeah. Love okay. That. Say it one more time. I won't. <laughs> 
Jack, we see what you're doing on video. Stop it. Hey, I can hey. see right through you, bud. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see you pulling and- up your Solid Snake soundboard, Jack. <laughs> oh, there we go. So anyways, uh, this is all happening while uh, Dennis Hopper's giving a huge morale speech from the top of this uh, tanker um, down to all of his, his crew of guys, which uh, once he hits them with the whole, it's not our destination, it's our destiny, uh, they all start jumping around. Are they kind of singing and dancing? Did it seem like they were dancing to you guys, too? Like, a little bit, man. They were I going mean, down you, know, the you get a little jolly. You've got hope. What are you going to do? Yeah, they were like swinging around them. like it was a fun thing. Like they were like, ah, finally, this is it. And they were ready for it, which is it's cool. doesn't matter to me. It's fine. It's not, I have no beef with that scene. Um, so then uh, Costner gets up to the top of the ship and they're like, hey, wait, why aren't you rowing? Like all, you know, all the management team is standing up on top, watching down to the empty deck. And they're like, oh, who's this guy? Like, what are you doing? Like, get below. You got to row. And they're like, ah, it's Kevin Costner. Of course. It's the Mariner. <laughs> And then um, Hopper hits us with another great line. Well, I'll be damned. It's the gentleman guppy. You know, he's like a turd that won't flush. <laughs> That's just Hopper for you, man. He's like a turd that won't flush. <laughs> when, the, when the hell did the la- was the last time they used a toilet? Like, <laughs> I was thinking that, too. Like, <laughs> with, with water being so, fresh water being so shorthanded, are you going to really be using toilets? <laughs> Unless you got some kind of special saltwater to it, but I mean, you know, Hopper does say a lot of things that would seem antiquated by what's going on. If this has been happening for hundreds of years, he's saying a lot of things that we would understand because we live on land, but would largely go away if we didn't live on land. If we lived in Waterworld, uh, my short game again, the golf thing, right? Uh, talking about toilets like it's just a thing that you have. I mean, like the boat Maybe, probably had some toilets on it. What if he found dry land, but he? goes back out every day and he lives at night on dry land but he goes out every day and like wants to be that cult leader and wants the thrill of of running you know that that cult of smokers and uh these are his little slips and that's what we're supposed to figure out we're supposed to but like he uses a toilet regularly right like he's like hey i'll be back i gotta go on a, a singular mission and he's just gonna go take a dump yeah. Now I like this. See, we t- we said that we shouldn't overthink it. There's certain things we shouldn't overthink, but this is something that we definitely need to overthink. Yeah, and delve I, I remember. I changed my mind because this was an Oscar-nominated film, and I thought about it. I'm like, <laughs> well, we should overthink it because it was Oscar-nominated. I'm glad everyone came around to seeing it my way. Um, that's very. It's not to what me. we said, Nick. Well, that's how I heard it. Um, oh, okay. Well. So, well. anyways, uh, Hopper gives the big speech, right? Um, Everyone's pumped up. They uh, kind of – they're like – they're pirates. It's not really a secret. Uh, they kind of do a jolly pirate thing away from everyone. They go down. They move these big oars out. They start rowing. Costner shows up. They do some macho back and forth thing and Kevin Costner lights a big old flare and holds it right over a vent that apparently goes directly into the oil repository of uh, of the boat. Everyone's like, oh, he's not going to do it. He's, there's no way. And, of course, he drops it right in. Uh, it drops down. Um, the guy, the old meter reader sitting there in the oil is just looking there. He goes, oh, thank God. And then, bam, blows up, right? The ship is just exploding. Um, they get into some sort of weird fight on the deck. Um, Hopper's trying to take the girl on a plane. Costner zip lines, like, all the way across the deck of the ship. Um, let's see what else happens. Everyone more or less gets off the ship, um, saves the girl, gets off the boat, getting back onto the airship. Uh Hopper has gotten off the actual boat, uh, which do uh, did the boat fall in now? Yeah, the boat falls in. We find out because they kept calling it the D's. Uh, it's the Exxon Valdez, famous for the oil spill, obviously. Um, There's a big reveal, apparently, but doesn't really tie in the plot or do anything for me. Except for, I guess, maybe like a global warming type thing. Not important. 
Uh, anyways, Hopper gets off. Uh, he pulls a gun out, I think, and shoots, or a harpoon shoots at the airship, which at this point is containing the local security, uh, R.G. Call, um, Kevin Costner, the two women, and uh, Michael Jeter's character. And he hits the plane just enough that the girl falls off. And this is really just, we're walking right into the climax of the movie here for me. Um, she falls off, and she's directly below the airship. There are three jet skis piloted by smokers, uh, two, I don't know if they're two minor characters in Dennis Hopper, I, I don't care. Uh, Dennis Hopper's one of them, right? And they're yep. going directly in a perfect triangle, uh, directly into the middle to go get the girl, which... If, if three wave runners are traveling at the same rate of speed, <laughs> going to the same location, how long does it take for them to arrive at the same point? It, it takes this scene's length. Mm -hmm. uh, so Hopper then says, tie this off, and ties a rope around himself and just a rope ties it around himself and just dives off. And like, uh, they, uh, Gene triple horns, just like, what is it? And someone's like, you better tie that off as the rope's just running out. She ties it off. And he like bungee jumps down perfectly length, timed everything, picks her up out of the water and just bungees right back up. And, and then at the same time, these three guys who were in the wave runners are just seeing each other like, oh, no, oh, gosh. And then they blow up right away. Like, that wasn't <laughs> going to happen regardless. But I, I don't know what's more ridiculous, the fact that they thought it was going to work or the fact that he bungeed as perfectly as he did. I mean, the rope, it was he didn't touch the water. He just grabbed her and picked her right up. Anyways, yeah, that's the I'm, climax I'm back of the to movie. Maybe we shouldn't overthink this one. <laughs> Look, we we're going back and forth on that. Um so then we have just kind of like some weird falling action. It, it's almost a fourth act. I don't know. I didn't want to separate it that way, but it sounds good for the pod. Um, the airship just starts moving along, right? And they're just going. They're following. They, oh, yeah, if we just follow these directions and turn it upside down and look at the sun, it's, we're go we go that way. Just fly that way. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. Take off flying. Um, about two minute, not even that, maybe a minute long montage of like, oh, we sure have been flying for a long time. We're running out of potable water. And he like wipes some on the girl's mouth because like nobody's drinking any water, I guess. And then. A seagull shows up on the airship. Everyone's like, oh, well, Costner's the only one awake. He's like, oh, it's a, a seagull. It doesn't say anything and looks over on the horizon. There's mountains. So they bring it down to uh, Hawaii's Kona Coast is where this was shot. Um, just big green mountains just coming right out of the earth or the ocean. It's pretty cool. Um, they get onto the land and they find like a hut with two skeletons laying there holding hands with each other. These are Enola's parents. Um, she opens the music box and turns it around and then delivers a really, really bad I'm home. And then, <laughs> just when you think this movie should be over, there's one more scene that we gotta watch. Uh, Costner is down there staring at, like, grass and shrubs, like, pulling them out of the earth and smelling them and stuff. And then some horses ride by, just, like, some wild horses, and he looks all confused. Then some birds, you hear the birds, and he starts to, like, get overstimulated by it and, like... He just like, all right, whatever, I'm out of here. And then just pops onto a catamaran that he saw just laying there, I think, right? And just pushes it out um, after giving some little speech to the girl about, like, bringing people back to this place or something like that. And then, like, uh, Costner's sailing away off of this. Oh, the thing he's been looking for the entire movie, he's just sailing away from it. And then, like, uh, you know, the two girls are, like, suddenly hundreds of feet in the air on a cliff watching him take off from this island. And then it's just over. It just pans out. And that's the movie. That's Waterworld, 1995. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be Mount Everest, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, um, in the deleted scenes, they find the uh, placard for, what was it, Edmund Hillary or whatnot. And, yeah, uh, which that doesn't track, right? Because there are lots of other mountains that are, 
if you look at how high they are on the pan out, this is me overthinking it again. Well, they're up really high. There are other very similarly high mountains there. And also, it doesn't look like Everest. And no, it's just, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, it looks like the Kona coast of Hawaii. Yeah. It kind of would have made more sense if, like, I don't know how, how the science works, but if, if new volcanic islands were to emerge in a scenario like this. Right. Uh, instead, it's Mount Everest. And okay, so I feel like I way overshot my five minutes. I think that oh, was, a, that was I, a pretty I, I tight five minutes. off a really long time ago, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought that was a pretty tight five minutes. It's, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't hear the siren go off or anything. Yeah, no, it, it went off a very long time ago. <laughs> but I was—I think it, we were still we talking still about... I want to hear it. Yeah, do it now. Oh, that we've definitely it? hit five you minutes. You want to hear it? Okay. All hey, right. you got to train all Nick right. up a little bit. Got to know what he's got to listen for. All right, Nick, we're getting so close. Uh, yeah, no, that was... Uh, I think we were still in the in the floating village in the very beginning when... Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> eh, I should have read it out, out loud myself. It, it's fine. Let's just move on. Um, so what <laughs> oh, do you guys do now? Good. It was a little quicker than the average recap. So, All right. That's fair. Uh, we get into the reviews now. Um, we can start wherever we want. You know, well, maybe, maybe Alex, you want to jump in here, Alex? Yeah, sure. I can go. So <clears throat> when I heard that we were watching this movie, I was not thrilled. Oh, shoot. Um, so because of that, I didn't even bother watching the film. So <laughs> I have got to go with the twosomes, same score. This is out of six, right? Because it's a, uh, a a mini? Um, Correct. Okay. So Zach gave Crimson Tide without even watching it a point five. So I got to have that uh, to point two five. Um, and I think, that'd be wow. pretty, I think wow. that'd be a pretty fair score. Now, what I can rate... Um, I can rate the Waterworld attraction that's at Universal Studios in Hollywood. That I have seen, and that was pretty badass. Um, Is it still you know, there? People, last I heard, yeah, I think people so. love that. Yeah, it's it's got everything. It's got like fake firefights, explosions, and fire people on jet skis, and running and jumps, and supposedly I, I think a plane, a fake plane, somehow crashes in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do that, uh, but it gets you wet, gets you wild. You're having a good old fucking time. A lot of times when you're down there, it's already 80 degrees, so a little splash of water ain't going to hurt. Uh, it's pretty cool. So I got to rate that a six out of six, though, because that's that, that's fair. That's Whoa. awesome. You know, I don't recall a submarine being in there, but I don't care. It was awesome. So, and then last thing I got to I gotta rate is the review. And Nick, I mean, I could have done it better myself. Six out of six. Good job. So. Thank you. Huh? Um, guest host, Nick, do you want to give us your, your review? Um, yeah, I suppose. Two out of six. Oh. All right. Okay. Any, any qualifications or anything? I don't feel like I need to defend the movie. Okay. <laughs> but if it was 95 and I watched this movie as a kid, because I would have been six at the time, mm-hmm. I probably would have been pumped. I probably would have thought it was just super cool. Yeah, I remember watching this as a five or six year old. Um, I think I recall having like a bit of a crush on Tina Majorino. Well, yeah. Um, we we talked about uh, Melissa Joan Hart a few weeks ago. I don't think I uh, <laughs> kissing. I don't the think screen, I don't huh? think I made out with the television screen on this one because I do th- remember watching it with my parents. Uh, if they were gone though, fair game. Who knows? 
Uh, yeah, the- but I, I loved uh, I loved it. I feel like back then I, I remember <laughs> seeing the uh, Universal Studios um, water water world uh, park, like Alex was referring <clears throat> to. I remember w- waiting around to wait for the plane to crash, uh, which was like every half hour or whatnot. Um, with re- going back to the rewatching the movie, I had not seen it in a long time. I knew it was. Uh, kind of critically panned and was famous for losing money, although I guess that's actually not accurate. Um, so I was, I was excited to see it just with the, the whole aura around uh, surrounding it um, and, and watching it. I mean, it, it was kind of what was, it, it, it was exactly what people said. It, it was, uh, it was a bad movie. Uh, it, it had really stiff wooden acting a uh, whole bunch of plot holes and and uh, was really goofy. Uh, I did I did really like the practical effects. I think this is really one of the last movies I feel like where it was almost entirely practical effects. I think there was that one uh, mishap with the uh, whatever sea creature that looked like dog shit, but oh, that was uh, real. It's a real yeah. sea creature. It's real. in the trivia. I was saving it for trivia. But other than that, I mean, the work that they put into making these sets was actually really cool. Whether you start to think about how does this float and how's this functional, sure, that's getting back into overthinking it a little bit. But the look of it, I mean, it was really impressive and uh, really cool uh, practical effects. But ultimately, not not uh, not a super fun watch. There was some 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 things that uh, we obviously had a laugh at. I'm going to give it a. Out of six, I'll give it a three. Okay. I'm going to hop in, Kyle. I'm going to beat you. All right. You go for it, man. Go for it. I'm going for it, dude. I'm going for it. Boom! Let's do it. This movie's outstanding. This movie's amazing. Kevin Costner gives the acting performance of a lifetime in this movie. Like, he's so good in this. The way that he makes you believe that he's such a shitty actor in this is amazing. Like, he's... He is. He does it in such a way that you're like, "Wow, is he that bad?" But no, it's Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams. No, he's amazing. So, Ten Cup, amazing. So, Ten Cup, right? And Don Johnson, love it. And um, it's amazing. So, in reality, though, this is literally Mad Max on the water. This is even a better way to say this is literally Wind Waker meets Mad Max. <laughs> Is what it is. It's The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, but Mad Max. But like 80s Mad Max. Like original Mel Gibson Mad Max. Which I fucking love those movies. They're so good. This one? Not as good. But if it was 30 minutes shorter, get rid of Kevin Costner. And... <laughs> man, you know what? Get rid of Dennis Hopper. Get rid of, get rid get rid of Dennis of Hopper. Main, get rid of the main what? guys. Because, I mean... I, he was a really unique looking character, but come on. You could like Jack Nicholson would have been kick ass, but not Dennis Hopper. He's forgettable. I mean, what does anybody know when he died? Seriously, this is how forgettable yeah, Dennis Hopper is. You would look it up. You looked it up. You looked it up. Dude, I know these things. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody pancreatic cancer, man. You looked it up, dude. Nobody remembers when he died. So Oof. it's not it's not a bad movie. Right? Like, it's 95. It's not bad. But we're talking, like, I mean, what, does Independence Day come out, like, what, two years later or something? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, who remembers so, when Independence Day came out? Titanic. Titanic, 98. I mean, seriously, that's like one of the – I love Titanic. So, that 
This isn't a bad movie, but it sure as hell ain't a great movie. But I like it because it definitely tapped into Mad Max, which I personally really like. But come on, this is submersion, guys. How much yeah. sub did we get? Not much. Just like a just a, just not even the tip, just the the smallest amount. Just like the towel. Just like someone gets out of the shower and it's just the towel curl. Like that's all you got. <laughs> Good so God. it's not good in terms of that. So the Zach the Zach Watson score. Would I watch this again? Yeah, I'd watch it again. The Zach Watson score is a four point five. Just saying. Out of six. All right. Yeah. Out of, out of six. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I I appreciate it for what it was, and I really like the Mad Max style. I thought it was cool. I thought it was just if I could kick back with a thirty rack of natty lights and watch this on a Saturday at nine a.m. I'm having a good time. But if this sounds like a hell of a bachelor party, but if this is if this is (laughs) if that's what my bachelor party is, that'll be a uh, (laughs) it'll be unforgettable. Um, But if this if this is a submersion episode, it's a disappointment. It is. And if I was listening to this podcast, I'd be disappointed that we're doing Waterworld. So in that sense, I'm going to give it a 2.5. So let's just wow. Let's just average it to a th- three and a dime, 3.1. All right. All right. I got to come in last then, I guess, here. Uh, so I'm really glad you brought that up because – when you mentioned Mad Max, that's exactly what I thought. It is. Watching this. I say, if you like Mad Max, you should definitely be at least enjoying yourself yeah. watching this movie because you have a lot of the same post-apocalyptic steampunk type stuff going on here. As we talked about, set design was amazing. As you mentioned, Kevin Costner's acting, uh, his character, I mean, wasn't even super likable. He's really aggressive, really standoffish, um, and it's just kind of strange. I mean, there were some funny parts where Enola stole the crayons and Helen at one point, I don't, I can't remember what she did, but did something. And then, so he cut her hair and then he saw Enola draw drew on the mast and he's like, that's it. I'm cutting her hair too. But they did, he did all these things that these people should hate him. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it was like Stockholm syndrome or whatever. They're like, Oh, the Mariner's the greatest guy ever. And then when Enola gets captured, she's like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, this guy can see like 30 miles, lift 15 elephants with one arm. You're like, what the hell is going on? Like, she's so creative, I guess, here. Um, Dennis Hopper, my God, absolutely loved his character. He reminded me a lot of one of our good buddies, John Walker, uh, for some reason. I just, (laughs) I think, (laughs) I know probably none of you listening have any idea who in God's name that is, but if these guys know, I mean, I think that's. I think he could play that role. I John mean, he basically Walker. is. Yeah, basically, basically is this person. Um, Dude, it depends on the night, but, Kyle. Depends on the night. Yeah, it does oh, depend God. on the night. But uh, yeah, the. I think you got a lot of. Uh, I don't know if you can't really call them cameos at this point because a lot of the people who show up aren't super big at this time, like. Jack Black, he was just getting into acting, Kim Coates, that type of stuff. But you do have those other people in here who are big. And visually, I thought it was really good, minus the sea monster. And I don't know, man. I uh, 
it's not great. I'll say that. It's not like the greatest thing you're ever going to watch. Do you have fun watching it? I did. Maybe yes. it's because I watched it. Maybe it's because I watched it in 4K because I own this movie in 4K. Got a flex and, on us. Yeah, dude. The sound is pretty awesome. Although sometimes the music, like the music will get a little bit weird. I don't know how to describe it. You know, like there's that really upbeat music from like Hook or something like that. See, where I, you got the- I'm glad you, Kyle, I forgot to bring up the music. I'm glad you brought that up. James Newton Howard, love him. Love that composer. Yeah, Does a lot of, He used to do music a lot of good. work with M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, there's some scenes where like the smokers are attacking where it's just these huge thundering drums and all that. But that stuff I thought was super kick ass. And I am probably going to probably, I'm going to, so if we're going out of six and then I'd have to equate this to a out of 12 type thing. Oh man. I'm going to, so if I rate this a five, it's like rating it a 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it, it means what you want it to mean. Yeah, oh man, we gave a lot of TV shows like five point fives and stuff and oh, sixes. That's true, so. yeah. Do you have a boomerang? What is that? It's a dildo. It's a, it's a wrist pad. Oh, it's a wrist pad. Okay, it looks like a boomerang the way it was bent. <laughs> a boomerang. Uh, anyways, whoa, hey, caught it. Uh, so I'm gonna, man, I don't know. I really. There's so many plot holes. The movie's so insane. Usually, I don't go for like the super crazy, over the top, wild stuff. But for whatever reason, man, I don't know. Post apocalyptic stuff. I've got a soft spot for it. Yep. So I'm gonna come in at a five out of six. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Give me more. I did not watch the extended cut yet, but I will go back and watch the extended cut. I'd love to Just see to a see. reboot. Yeah. Are you holding out Just for Waterworld too? I'm really hoping. So. I mean, look at what they did with like Mad Max Fury Road. I saw a that movie's, that movie's fucking kick ass. I saw a fan made poster Waterworld two, and I think they had like Keanu Reeves and it might have been Gal Gadot on it. <laughs> I'd watch it. Um, I think Ed Harris is in the background somewhere. There oh, too. oh yes. snap! There we go. You know what? Yeah, replace Hopper with with Ed Harris. Boom. Now I could see that. Mm-hmm. Although Harris right now is, he's he's getting a little old. I don't know if you saw Geostorm, but he's showing his age a little bit. Watch was your this, damn mouth. Was this oh, his last big thing? No. Did he this do a bunch of other? Years oh my god! Oh yeah. I mean, he's still had another fifteen years. Well, I just don't um, know that he did anything notable in that time. He did. Let's let's take. A, what, did you ever hear of the Source in nineteen ninety nine? Source. Yeah, nobody else did. How about the movie Ticker <laughs> in 2001? It, it also had Ice T in it. Oh, there you go. What about the like classic? He a, dude, he's in Swing Vote what, again what about with the, Costner. What about the classic Unspeakable in 2002? He was there in, it looks like a sequel to The Crow. Yes. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. That, what, was what's bigger than that? City. Don't forget, he was the narrator for Inside Deep Throat, 2005. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go, man. He's in Grand Theft Auto, Vice City. No, he What's wasn't. That? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was, was in a he? Gnarls Barkley video short. There you go. He played himself so, in Entourage, no, This too. is not yeah, the last this, So this was thing. his last, this was indeed his last hurrah. <laughs> um, 
Which is a shame, because the guy had a pretty uh, storied career as an actor, and then he capped it off with uh, Big Old Turd. Does anybody know his first movie ever? Anybody what? Anybody know his first movie ever? I didn't scroll that far down. No, I do not know. Oh, come on, guys. Rebel Without a Cause? Come on. That was his his first acting gig. On Wikipedia, yeah. I had the IMDb. Really? Hold on. IMDb has Calvacate of America. Oof. Yeah. Controversy. Controversy. I mean, come on, man. He's a uh, Oscar-winning actor. No, Mm. nominee. Sorry. Oscar-nominated actor. I think he got a a Razzie for this, right? (laughs) Did he really? Yeah, I think he got a Razzie. Nice. Dude, I mean, he... All right. He went all in. I'll say that. But really? But did he? He won. Look at him. Look at him the way when he's got that fake eye. He's like, oh, that looks like shit. Yeah, worst supporting actor. He won. But maybe he was just, maybe he didn't know the camera was rolling, Kyle. Maybe he just said that to the makeup (laughs) artist. Exactly, dude. And that's that's him being real, right? (laughs) This looks like shit. (laughs) Are we filming? Are we filming? Keep it. Yeah, Alex, keep it. Keep it. That sounds pretty damn good. Uh, you got love it or hate it on this? Are we doing it? Hey, cue the music, buddy. Do, 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 do. Hey, I am actually working on an intro <laughs> you for you. You said it's the biggest running joke of Submersion. <laughs> I am. I have contacted someone who can play a guitar for me. So, Okay, okay, okay. It's well, a guy? Some... <laughs> yeah. Does he have the initials <laughs> KS? Maybe. Uh, you know what? That's interesting because I had a dream last night with two KSs in it. That's weird as hell. I know. Not so, KB. That's it. No, dude. It's probably my wife and my brother. <laughs> Wait, KFED plays? No, <laughs> it was, it was, no, it was you and Keenan. You guys were both, <laughs> both during my dream last night. All right, all right. We got that. <laughs> Nick, do you want to hear? This is like the end- most inside jokes we've ever done. Right? Everyone's listening yeah. to this like, what? Sorry, listeners. God, yeah. we sound like beers worth of banter podcast. <laughs> listeners are like, I wish I had an inside joke. <laughs> Nick, hope do you want to hear? Be a part of one someday. Uh, Nick, do you want? would you rather hear the internets love it or the entire internets hate it? Because that's what this is. It's the entire internet in this review. Oh, wait, if we, oh, I don't know. Love it or hate it? Which one do you want to hear first? Let's hear the love it. Sounds like I, it's logical. Let's go with that. Love it. Again, let's, uh, let's not overthink things tonight. Love it. This love it comes straight to you from <laughs> cool dude, Stefan. One nine nine zero. This guy sounds like he knows his shit already. October 1990. 2018. An instant Hollywood classic. This movie being flop at its time and still many people hating is the very reason we have ultra trash movies nowadays. So these kind of people should not complain about present-day crappy, repetitive movies. This movie is one of the greatest I've ever seen. Extremely entertaining, with comic-style villains. It is the kind of movie 
that really makes an effort to take you to the world it is supposed to be happening in. Now, we have medieval movies like King Arthur and Robin Hood, etc., that look like they are performing in a small set. Costumes, dialogues, made by school-going theater artists and noobs. Given the reduced capability of CGI and computers, etc., this movie is great. People that complain about science should go watch Nat Geo or Discovery. This is a matinee movie, and a great one at that. The kind of movie that makes you fall in love with cinema in Hollywood. An instant Hollywood classic for me. 10 out of 10. Cool Dude Stefan. 1990. 1990. I feel like he came at me. This is just well, kind of rude. I felt targeted in that one. <laughs> yeah, you might. You might be. One thing he did mention is the science behind it. So if you look it up, I mean, whatever. People with fish gills and all that type of stuff. <laughs> Evolution, baby. Polar, Evolution. <laughs> yeah, it happens. If the polar ice caps do melt, I looked up, I looked this stuff up a while ago just for something else I was working on. Uh, not, <laughs> I know. That's weird, right? Of course. If they, if they right. do melt, the sea levels something will rise. I want to say it's around... Like 233 feet. So, not, not the, enough to not like the 6, wipe 000? out. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough to like wipe out land as we know it, but I mean, <laughs> definitely drive people inwards. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't know how. I mean, now we have Google, right? You can just look that up. But 95, what do they ask Jeeves? And they're like, ah, I don't ask have, I'll cover Jeeves. the earth. That what were you looking it up for? Yeah, what's your other project, Kyle? I was working. I'm working on something, guys. I am working on it. Doomsday? Don't worry. Something? (laughs) Like, what are you looking up? I know. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. We're laughing about it, but that's probably what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Just you wait and see, my friend. COVID cut a little too close to home for him, so now he's prepping everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or what's that? Hate it, Zach. I hate it. Hate it. Alex Jones impression. (laughs) Hate it comes from Uber Camper, August 2001, a month before September 11th, 2001. Don't overthink it. Yeah, let's uh, let's remember just not to overthink things today. One of the worst movies ever. Yeah. (laughs) Bad movies amaze me. Nothing can be more fun in the Saturday evening than settling in my favorite chair with a couple of beers and a remote than finding a really bad movie and enjoying it to the full extent of its stupidity. I love finding plot holes in lame scripts, predicting cliche lines of cartoonish characters, and making fun of lousy acting. To me, Waterworld was just what I needed. I laughed and I cried for two and a half hours. After the final credits rolled, I booted up my laptop and logged on to IMDb with the intention of writing 
a praise to this masterpiece of bad movie making. I thought the fun was over. Wrong. In the user reviews, I read this, and I quote, Star Wars makes me laugh. Terminator 2 makes me cry. Waterworld makes me think. After reading this, I literally fell off my chair. Now, the now the Usenet acronym ROTFL has a whole new meaning to me. Damn Ukrainians and their twisted sense of humor. Rating, 1 out of 10. Yeah. So he didn't like it because he, he had to think? Don't but like thinking, I, man. I don't even understand the guy's review. I, I honestly God don't. <laughs> Because he talked about how much this was like his ideal movie. To a masterpiece. Watch. Yeah, like right? he talked yeah. about how this was his perfect Saturday evening movie. Yeah. So I don't know. And it's just so bad. One out of ten. Perfect movie. One out of ten. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got bored while writing it. That's like what happened. I don't know. It sounds like he was coming to terms with the movie. He's like, ah, yes. what a like what a great he time. was writing it out. He's like, wait a minute. This wait, is just... I just didn't like it at all. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing adds up. I'm gonna have to think about this. God. Uh. All right, uh, so that concludes our reviews. Uh, Nick has prepared a segment. I don't know anything about what this might be. Does it fit in right here, Nick, or should Actually, we hold on to it? Uh, let me just sneak my segment in now. It's going to be a grand total of 30 seconds. Um, okay. I ran way over on the recap, so I uh, didn't want to steal too much of you guys' limelight. It is your show, after all. I'm just uh, camping well, out okay. for the night. Just as much time um, as you want. All I want to do is spend 30 seconds pitching some of my best friends who do a Beers Worth a Banter podcast. Uh, the guys are awesome. Uh, some of my oldest friends, some good buddies, uh, Hilarious, was on their podcast a couple weeks ago. Hope to be on again soon. Um, if you, I mean, you guys have talked about them before here and there, but uh, mm-hmm. absolutely. I know when you mentioned them, you've mentioned them before. Let me pitch them today. Uh, I love these guys. Uh, they're hilarious. Listen to them when you can. That's all I got. Oh, there you go. Shout out. From our newest guest host to the Beers Worth of Banter guys. Uh, I think they post on YouTube and SoundCloud. They might have a few other platforms, but they do have some very funny stories. Uh, honestly, some of the funniest stories I've ever heard. Uh, you don't need to be uh, on the inside joke uh, to to appreciate them either. Very uh, relatable stuff. But uh, thanks for that, Nick. Uh, do we want to get into the sub sandwich reviews now? Yeah, let's do it. Well, do you have do you have movie trivia? I do have some trivia. It's my countdown. I can do it right now if we want. No, oh, if it's your countdown, don't worry about it. Yeah, I, do your some countdown. Sub-sandwiches. Does it involve like the top five ammonium nitrate explosions of all time or anything? No, like that? No, no. Unfortunately, is that your news? Although uh, Nick inspired me, it would have been really funny to do uh, top five movies where people drink their own piss. <laughs> But uh, did not. It's just. It's just. A, it's just Waterworld fun facts. <laughs> Zach's thinking. He's like, "What movies no, that, have I watched?" That's a really. Where somebody's drank their own piss. Wish or drinking that. piss. That's good. Drinking e- piss. Everyone's gears are spinning up right now. Like, Dumb and dumber. I've seen obviously it. very <laughs> high on the list. What'd you say, Nick? Everyone's gears spinning up in their head. I can, yeah. I can see it in the chat right now. Just. Uh huh. What else is there besides Dumb and Dumber and Waterworld? Drinking their own urine. Um, or drinking urine, I guess. And it's got to be a movie. It can't be like Man vs. Wild or something. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. No, Alex, like amateur Alex, made movies or you anything? got it? What, what, Alex, what's one of our favorite <laughs> movies where he unintentionally drinks urine? 
One of my favorite movies? Ours, ours. Dude, we always watch it. Come on, man. You get it. He unintentionally drinks urine, thinking it's something, thinking it's, let's say, a champagne or a wine. I, I In uh, Rat Race, the guy takes a drink of piss, right? Wait, so no, no, Austin no, Bowers, no, no it's, not, it's not in Rat Race. Yeah. I already said Dumb and Dumber. It's let's say let's say you're just let's say Alex back in high school you're at a party and you're outside with a girl and she sits you down and she's gonna give you some champagne but a flower oh. plot occasionally yeah. okay, okay, okay. hits her in the head American Pie yeah, yeah. Okay. American Pie two I think it's American Pie two Stifler I think you're uh, yeah yeah okay you're right Nick Nick as an unbiased third party is this good podcasting it's great stuff I'm loving it yeah, that's how the gruesome twosome work. <laughs> no, in rat in rat race, no, he just he's pee- he's acting like he's peeing, but it's really gas. That's what I was thinking of. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying to siphon that. siphon that gas out of the cops. That's car. what it is. He's pretending to pee, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. So, where, which direction are we going here, segment wise? Let's do these sub sandwich reviews, man. All right. Oh, I got uh, mine right here. All right, uh, Ale- a few people have their sandwiches on hand. A few people ate ahead of time. Alex, do you want to lead off? Well, I, I'm unwrapping it right now. It's okay. Been you're gonna out, take a bite. But, uh, uh, who's, who's ready to talk about their sub sandwich? Zach, you raise your hand. Please enlighten <laughs> us. Uh, the goal for everyone was to eat a sub sandwich they have not had before and uh, bring it forth uh, to the listening audience here. Tell us a little bit about uh, what it is, what's on it, and what you thought of it. So, listeners, I recently moved, and I found a local establishment, uh, the Hamburger Inn, which was established in 1932 in Delaware, Ohio. They have a spectacular chicken Philly sub sandwich that I was lucky enough to indulge in tonight. My taste buds were so happy to be titillized by the combination of chicken, bread, cheese, peppers, salt, and pepper. <laughs> um, it might not sound like a lot to you, but it was honest to God spectacular. I loved it. And I say that because I went to Philadelphia once under a close friend's, oh, how do I say this? Extreme recommendation to eat an authentic Philly sub, and it was absolutely the plainest thing I've ever had in my life. And I left there like, why did I just spend $9 on this? This was pointless. So this chicken Philly sub was spectacular, especially at a cost of $8.59. It was it was great. I loved it. I, I ate it there, and I didn't finish it. I brought it home, and I ate it as a little snack while I was doing this podcast. It's great. It was so good, so tasteful. And it left me wanting more. Good glowing review. Uh, define define uh, titillizing <laughs> for me. The way that the, the 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 grilled chicken had to have been marinated in the finest local seasonings that this bar indigenous had to offer. to the southern central Ohio farm to table seasoning and. <laughs> and the way that it just my tongue just absorbed this sodium filled taste was just spectacular <laughs> and in the way that the melted cheese would continue to melt in my lower intestine was just 
man, it's just to it's just to die for. All right. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that, Zach. Uh, Alex, have you uh, been into that sub of yours? Yes. Okay. So what do you got? I since I didn't watch the movie, I I, uh, I actually got three different things to try. So <laughs> I thought, did you say just you got three subs to try? Or I, I so the first one it's an it's an Italian beef. I'm sure you guys have all had it before. It's really big in Chicago too. I think of it as a sub. It's definitely like kind of like a hoagie bun. You put a lot of meat, some of the spicy veggies in it, and it came. You can get it dipped. You can get the sauce on the side. Now I had to drive like 17 minutes to get there. And it still leaked on my car and it wasn't even dipped. So I'm still kind of a little pissed off about that. But I just tried it. Took a couple bites. Really good. Amazing. This is... How, how are we rating these? Out of 10? Out of 6s? Yeah, let's... Give a rating. Let's go... Where'd you get it from? So there is a... Let's go out of 12. Let's keep it conventional. 12? Here. Oh, this is going to be a 10 then. So this wow. is actually really good. There is a little Chicago-inspired restaurant here in Columbus called Loops. And they also got a food truck. And so if you're in the Columbus area, if you go to any sporting events, that food truck's normally down there because I've definitely had it several times at a Columbus crew game. So they make really good food. So that was new to me. I've had similar to this, but I've never had this particular one. So that's why I got it. Uh, really good. The second one I got, I got to admit, I've had it before, but I'm going to recommend it. It's an Eero, but it's got chicken and lamb buffalo sauce in it instead of the regular tzatziki sauce. Once again, freshly cooked right in front of you. Amazing. That one's about a nine and a half out of ten. Not as good as this beef sandwich. Now, the third thing I got, it was kind of like it was kind of like pork or beef mixed in with like a real meaty sauce on top of it. Um, and then they covered it with cheese and mustard and onions. And that was amazing. I don't know how else to describe it. I'm gonna give it like a eight and a half, though. I wasn't too terribly thrilled. But this might get little bit of heat from you guys because it was actually a uh, chili cheese hot dog and that is a sub <laughs> oh that's not yeah. a sub <laughs> yeah you know yep this goes you guys were talking about this on the pod a couple weeks ago and uh i've, I've thought it's it. a sandwich a, a sub sandwich the same thing and i and i gotta go with it yeah hey, alex yeah. i'm willing to let this one slide personally <laughs> all right our local sandwich expert is letting it slide so i have to defer to him uh, you give me too much power. Well, uh, do you want me to defer to you or not? Uh, look, don't think too hard about it. Um, all right, all right, all right. Am I up then? Um, Go for it. I'm glad that you guys have been having a good time uh, because because <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I have not. <laughs> uh, first, I had to watch Waterworld, <laughs> and then I had to. I had to divert away from my regular order at Jimmy John's. I was kind of torn up between where to go and what to get, and I. I eyeballed it. They have a uh, like a Cuban style sub at Jimmy John's called the Jimmy Cubano. Um, bacon. Is that the one with bacon on it? Yeah, bacon, ham, cheese, pickle, mayo, and uh, mustard. And I like a good Sounds Cuban sandwich. Good. Uh, if you guys have never had it, it's pretty good. They usually like press it down. It's hot. It's good bread. Like uh, it's got a bunch of different meats, mostly pork based and everything. Uh, and then the pickles and the, the mustard. They're like the big things there. Um, it's a good sandwich. How does Jimmy John's mess that up? Um, well, they make it cold. And they put, like, one layer of uh, not that good of ham. And the bacon was okay, but not enough to save it. So, uh, out of 12, eh, give it a four. I'd eat it again if I needed to. Wow. Scathing review. All right, now, what do you normally get there? Because I also was not a big fan of the Jimmy Cubano. Uh, I usually get the uh, spicy East Coast Italian, number seven. 
Okay. Just I'm an Italian nightclub time. type guy, and I always throw those hot peppers on there. Yeah, they're. I mean, the two of those sandwiches are basically the same. Yeah. Um, I know. It's like, why do they have... I don't know why they have both, but... I don't know. They're... They're legit. I, I gotta throw in my opinion. I'm not a big fan of Jimmy John's. Mmm. Wow. I think there's a place and a time for it. Yeah. But, blackout drunk, yeah. I, I should have just gotten a different <laughs> cheesesteak that I've never Four had before. Four loco confession. Four loco. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping it back. Yeah. I eat dog food, and then maybe I'll try Jimmy John's. <laughs> no, 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 no. I ate dog food. So what'd you have? Jimmy John's. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let me hop in here, because I think Kyle's going to be able to one-up me uh, with his, because I went to Firehouse Subs, and I tried their uh, Smokehouse Beef and Cheddar Brisket. Uh, it's described as USDA choice beef brisket, smoked 16 hours, melted cheddar, mayo, and sweet baby rays barbecue sauce. Uh, I'm a big sweet baby rays stan. I love their uh, buffalo sauce. So uh, the sauce is the boss. Am I right? Yeah, man. I got. Did I get you hooked on that? The what, sweet baby, baby rays buffalo. Because I, I told you, you it was tried. like frickers. I tried. Did did it did it not stick? I'm trying to remember. I, We've been I getting that in college since like, God, a long time ago. It's it's good stuff. I, I remember uh, Greg preaching about it. I remember everyone preaching about it. Yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, no exception here with their barbecue sauce on the smokehouse beef and cheddar brisket from Firehouse. Um, it was uh, the, the the brisket was very tender, succulent, uh, very um, savory sandwich. Um, only thing I didn't really like about it is, you know, I typically get, you know, the sandwiches as they're intended to be served. You know, typically it's fully involved is the terminology at Firehouse and it's loaded up with all the veggies and good stuff. Uh, this one doesn't come really with all of that. It's not intended to be stacked to the rafters with, uh, all the vegetables and fixings. Uh, so it wasn't a very filling sandwich. It ended up being about, uh, $8 for like a nine inch sandwich. Um, so not the best value and, uh, left me feeling a little hungry still, but, uh, it was very tasty. Uh, you know, I'd say somewhere around like an eight, I'd be, you know, given a sandwich an eight, I'd probably be meaning I'd be getting it again. I think it's just on the cusp there. I probably wouldn't get this again. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. All right. A seven. And then I'll come in last year. So I don't know if I don't ever remember seeing this chain before I moved to Minnesota, but I went to a place called Herberts and Gerberts and I got their Beacon sub. So Deacon was the awesome character by Dennis Hoppin. I got the Beacon. Uh, they describe it as beef brisket topped with chipotle citrus barbecue sauce, cherrywood smoked bacon, and cheddar cheese. Coming in at a whopping 830 calories. So, I was pretty pumped about this. Pretty excited. I had options. I had a lot of options. One of them was like a beer cheese sub. And I was like, ooh, I really like beer cheese. But then this one piqued my interest. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get that. Because I love brisket. I tried this one. And then, I don't know, man. Maybe the, the cut of brisket I had wasn't the best thing I've ever had in the world. It was a little, little fatty tasting, something like that. So, uh... I don't know if I can beat your score, Brom. It was, it's one that, yeah, I'm glad I tried it, but 
I think had the meat that I had been a little bit better, it's probably just the cut. That's all it was. Hmm. I don't know. Right. I don't know, man. Right. I'm gonna give it like a, uh, like a five. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> it wasn't great. We let, let's do let, let's answer the question that all the all the listeners are thinking about right now. We just talked about all yeah. these these ridiculous subs that we tried from 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 scores of what's the lowest we had today? Two, four? four, four to uh, Alex. I think had the highest with what eleven or was a it ten? A ten. 10? 10. Mm-hmm. What is your go to twelve out of twelve sub? Uh, I'll, t- I'll kind of start with mine. Okay. I can't sit okay. here and give you exactly my best ever sub in my life, but I know if I if it's like Zach, you have unlimited money right now. What do you want to do? Well, not unlimited money. Let's not go that crazy. But Zach, let's say you have like a ten dollar bill. Where are you going to go get the best <laughs> sub you can get? Sky's the limit. <laughs> ten bucks. I, I'm going to be honest. I love a foot long sub from Subway, and I love their. It's their um, wow! I'm really blanking on it because last time they didn't it's have your it. Favorite in. one, and you just yeah, I love that one too. I know rotisserie <laughs> style chicken. That's it. I love their rotisserie chicken toasted on Italian herbs and cheese with the shredded cheese, and then I get all my toppings, and then the the chipotle sauce and ranch, and it just my god, it just tastes so good. I love it. Eat the, right, now, I eat the whole. You just foot said lot. there. Does, does anybody, when they go to Subway, get any other bread than Italian herbs and cheese? <laughs> I, get a, I get Italian herb and cheese. Yeah, it's... I get Italian herbs and cheese. Italian herbs and cheese, yeah. Yeah. It's the way it's to go. Like, why do they make any other ones? I was they hoping, used to make a flat bread, and I don't think they do anymore. But. They used to have pizza. I don't know if they do that anymore. They do pretzels, cinnamon pretzels. They got all sorts of weird shit. But um, I was hoping somebody was going to get the uh, like McRib sub that they've got right now it's not the mcrib but it's the mcrib pieces of meat the things that are shaped to look like ribs and slathered in barbecue sauce looks disgusting but i was hoping somebody's gonna that, try that's it. when i was like i gotta find another place to go <laughs> to because i don't want to get suckered into eating that <laughs> yeah would have been in my in my opinion i think uh it looked bad i'm, I'm Sound, gonna give a shout bad. out I got to give a shout. Now that I'm sitting here and I literally just said like my favorite all-time sub, I have to give a shout out. Alex, Kyle, help me out with this one. Okay. Freshman year. Oh. Mac. Didn't they have like the most kick-ass buffalo chicken or something? Didn't we like yeah. always yeah. get that? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes the chicken was a little too dry. But if you if they did it where it wasn't dry, it was really, really good. It was yeah. damn good, I think. Yeah, I remember that. That was a really yeah. good sandwich. I'd get it at the dial. Oh, would you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but all right. Everybody else got to talk about their yeah, go-to, what they usually go to. Uh, mine, so, honest, mine's normally just really just a buffalo chicken. Like as long as the chicken's good and yeah. really really saucy, I like it. The more sauce, the better. Like your lips kind of tingling. I love that. Just pickles, lettuce, banana peppers, and covered in ranch. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. It's all that I need, and I'm happy. All that I need. I like and Charlie's. So, good. I was gonna say so many people places make like a buffalo chicken sub i try a lot of them all over the place and it's that's probably my all too favorite i want to say necessarily 12 out of 12 but if it's done right could be a 12 out of 12 yeah. i like charlie's steak uh sub um their steak and cheese 
sandwiches are really good. It's really the only thing on their menu. Um, those and their fries, and then they do like the fresh squeezed lemonade, like very minimal menu. Uh, Charlie's so you know was the, in. Wasn't is it was that in the dining hall, Ben at BG? Is that uh, what the? Oh yeah, you're that, right. There there was wasn't it? there was one. Yeah, because that's the yeah. first place I. That's the first time I ever had Charlie's, and that's good. That's that's a good place. Yeah, they had it at the Pickle Mall, which is where I'd get it the most. Oh. Okay. And then we had the owner of that actually started her own little franchise here in town, but the COVID kind of unfortunately I think is going to wipe her out. But uh, I think damn good I think, sandwich. I think you're thinking Steak Escape, wasn't that? Yeah, it was, it was Steak that, Escape. You're steak right. Escape. That's what it was. Steak Escape. Really? It's a weird name. Uh, steak Escape. Yeah, man. Very Can't similar. Very it. similar. Those. Act. Um, I'll hop in real quick. Uh, twelve mm-hmm. out of twelve, almost every time. Is the uh, Penn Station Philly cheesesteak? They just I, I more often than not it nails it. Just not that complicated of a sandwich, and that one. If I needed a sub, I wouldn't even think twice. Just take me to Penn Station. I'll get that. I'm good to go. Dang, I've never even been to a Penn Station. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Been once. I don't know. Wow. I guess for me, if I'm not like like we said, usually I'm going to crush Italian nightclub at Jimmy John's, but. If I'm if I'm going to like Subway and I always want something that's legit. I remember one time they had this when we were at Bowling Green. It was the five dollar sub of the month or week or whatever the heck they were doing at that time. It sounded so gross to me. They had this little picture and it was a tuna fish and all these jalapenos chasing it. <laughs> and there was the tuna jalapeno and I was like, "Is anybody getting this?" And somebody's <laughs> like, "Yeah, there's a surprising amount of people." I'm like, "Well, I'll try it." And I was like. Instantly hooked. Like, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, so, I like the tuna sub from Subway. It's one of my go-tos yeah. when I go there. Tuna jalapeno. Oh, crushing it. I used to work Spinach. at a sub shop. Nice. You I did. worked at a Subway. So did I. Sub did you, Alex? Sandwich artists. Wow. We like this has by far been the uh, strangest podcast. It was really diverged from what we usually do. But I mean, hey, man, you know, very it new is what format. It is. But we're this talking. Isn't normal. We've probably mentioned the word "sub" more in this more than, episode than, any other, than any other time ever. <laughs> Nick is just episode one. Nick has just revolutionized say, the game here. Yeah, episode one. We said we talk about subs, the sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Many moons ago, but anyways. All right, next segment. I have a little bit of something, I guess. We'll get a little return to form here. It's it's sub sub world world wide wide wide. All right, so one of the funniest things I thought in this entire movie was uh how uh what the heck's his name? Dennis Hopper was just so obsessed with this guy St. Joe. St. Joe, we're close. After centuries of shame. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, on the wall, he's got this photo. This just photo, like a somebody's work photo of this guy, Joseph Hazelwood. And I was like, there's got to be a story behind this. It can't just be somebody really obscure. And Nick brought this up. The uh, He was the captain of the Exxon Valdez, which is infamous for its 1989 oil spill. So that's what I thought was funny. Centuries of shame, you know, talking about that. Uh, he was accused during the spill of actually being intoxicated. So not great, but that was later to be found out. Well, he was clear to that charge. Um, 
People did say that he was sober, but he was convicted of negligent discharge of oil, which is only a misdemeanor, and <laughs> fined fifty thousand dollars. Kind of crazy because the tanker he was in was holding fifty-three million gallons of crude oil, and from what I read, you know, it says that they were leaving their port in Alaska. He exited an outbound lane, like a known lane to go out of, to avoid hitting an iceberg, and then damaged the hull of the ship somehow and led to a massive, massive oil spill. He was sentenced to a lot of community service. I want to say it was like a 1,000 hours. He was supposed to be cleaning up the oil spill, but because of the court systems, it took so long. He wasn't... Even didn't even have to do that. He was in New York working in a soup kitchen to uh, get his community service hours in. So mm. that that is Captain Joseph Hazelwood. I got a yeah, cat I'm in the window. You. I'm watching you. <laughs> We're all watching him. How can we not be? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's that guy doing? It's, you listener, I'm, I'm you can't mute, see. But... I'm going to mute myself. Yeah, you guys yeah. Brahm is come... over there. He's playing with his blinds right now. Ten thirty at night. Away. Ten thirty at night. Yeah. This is what is this high school? Like, it... <laughs> yeah, he's trying to he's trying to leave through the window right now. Has here's like, a good I'm... question. Have any of you guys ever left through a window? Left through. I a did window. once. <laughs> I don't think so. Nothing comes to mind. I did once. I don't know that I did. Maybe I did just for like because I could when I was living. <laughs> that would you like right. to use the front door? Nah, I'm going to go <laughs> no, through the dude, window. Check, I got a window right here. <laughs> well, you remember when I was living in the basement in uh, that townhouse and like I had an egress window right in my room and I could just like <laughs> leave through that. And I think I just did that one time just because I could. <laughs> You know, oh, I got to walk upstairs to walk back downstairs to get to my car. Like, no, dude, I can just hop out the window. I mean, it wasn't because I was, like, sneaking around doing anything, but, you know. (laughs) Look at Brum. (laughs) I know. Look at him with the cat. Look at him with the cat. Look at that leap. That was epic. Yeah. So you left through a window, Zach? What the heck were you doing? Oh, it was with back in my younger days, and it was with the girl, and I had to get out. I had to sneak out. So Wow. Got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. You know, you know, uh, you don't want to. You don't want a bullet in the back of the head, right? <laughs> no. Uh, medical professionals generally advise her. against that. <laughs> so, Brom, have you ever left through a window for any reason? Have I left through a window? Yeah. Yes. Uh, in band, I jumped out a window of the band room. For some reason, I don't remember why, but I ran around the school and then came in the other door and scared my teacher. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's some hardcore stuff. I thought, I, I don't know, maybe I was thinking I was doing a magic trick or something. I don't, I don't remember. Weird, weird gotcha. kid. <laughs> <laughs> why are you all sweaty? <laughs> Mrs. Schweller. Ugh. So, Nick, you've never escaped through a window? Not that I can think of. Uh no no I mean if I did it was like a certainly like a let's go through the window because it's here and it's funny not because like if we don't something bad's gonna happen. Gotcha. Alex, is, it, you? is there like a superstition around it? No, we were just talking about you leaving through the window. <laughs> no, I don't think you were about to. No, let's slot in the cat in, uh, man. I don't know if I've ever like left someplace. I know I I for work I happened 
every now and then I'll climb in and out of a window. Um, <laughs> but uh, nothing, nothing that I can recall is having to get up and get out. Dude, I'm not going to lie. If you came in through my window, you scared the shit out of me, man. <laughs> me? Yeah, you. I don't really fit through windows. It's uh, it's pretty tough. That's to why you scare the shit out of me. Yeah. You bust through it. Ah! Like a Kool Aid man with three subs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or two <laughs> subs. In a, what the hell? Two subs and a chili dog. <laughs> yeah. Chili dog. Good lord. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Alex. You got any news? Uh, well, I mean, it's topical, but I don't know Is if you it? really, I don't know what? if you really want to play the the, the, the thing or not. Because well, if you got know. it, we got to play it, man. <sighs> you guys think I was actually looking up news? All right, so. Since we were talking about Subway a lot, I looked up Subway news because I don't I don't bother looking up sub submarine news as always. So I just got quick two little burbs. Did you know like Subway they got their own website and they've got their own press releases that they put out so you can read their news, what's going on with it? Like with what so, with what's going on with Subway? Yeah. Did okay. you know that? So there's two important ones that I wanna that I wanna talk about because I think it's kind of important, but we'll see what's going to happen. Subway had just partnered with a major sports network, or not even network, but just sports league as the official sponsor. Do you guys know what sports mm. league that is? Curling. Uh, I'm going to go with XFL just because uh, it's in the news with The Rock. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. I want WNBA. Give me that one. Okay. Mm, okay. That's a good guess. Uh, I, uh, weren't they with the NFL a while ago? But, uh, 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 well, Kyle, you are correct if you stick with that answer. It is. Okay, I'll uh, stick with that. Then. <laughs> I will lock it in. Uh, little did I know, I, I don't know if anybody knew that they were the proud sponsor of NFL for the official sandwich restaurant of the league. Um, I don't know. I've never been to a football game where there was like a subway place there, so I, I don't know how that works. But whatever. But it doesn't matter. Even if you go to a game and they've got a subway. You know, they'll say it's like a $5 foot long. Yeah, right, dude. That thing's going to be like 15 20 bucks. It's oh, out of Kyle. control. And now, now you're leading into my next thing because I was going to ask. The title of this is Dear Subway Fans, you asked for it and now it's back. And Kyle, you just said it, the five deal, $5 foot long. So really? It's it's a little, little weird because supposedly you can get a, any foot long for $5, but you have to order two of them beforehand so really you got to get three things so if you're ordering for the family maybe you could save a couple bucks here and there but it's a little little ridiculous is it like a rewards card no just that was just the the thing that they were gotta order three subs at once i guess yep is it any sub but yeah any sub for five yes but now a lot of franchises around like the one closest to me they have already subs that are still five dollars when most of them aren't anymore. You remember they used to do like the rotating $5 fan like every week or something or every day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, so it's now, like buy two subs, get your third for five bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Not much of a deal, but that no. was, that was important enough for their news and they made it. So oh, it's going to work out for somebody like Alex though. Who gets three subs. right? <laughs> I, I, you got to think though, like none, none of these places, I think honest to God, like Taco Bell is one of the few places that really like has, 
solidified their dollar menu and they've kept it there. Because even like Arby's, remember they're five for five? Could you imagine if you could do that now? Two for five. Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. Supposedly Subway has pledged to add 50,000 jobs in communities across North America as of last month. 50,000 uh, new? Yeah. Well, you see, I, I don't know if it said new. I don't <laughs> okay. read too much in it. But obviously, I, it's got to do something with COVID. They probably let go of a lot of people. And so now they're trying to just make face, make it look good. Well, hey, you know, we let 50,000 people go. We'll rehire them at some point. And obviously speculative, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, racism has no place in the subway. So subway is going to help in the fight against racial injustice. So there you go. Oh, good. As all places and people should. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if, if you don't put it on your website, they're not going to know. And people are just going to assume <laughs> so you got to You got to mm-hmm, get out ahead mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did. So. That's all I got. All right. Thank you, Alex. Shoot up. Play it. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right. So we are on the home stretch, Nick. Thanks for bearing with us tonight. Uh, Got the the micropod marathon going on right now, but got my top five fun facts for the film Waterworld. Actually, I've got seven of them. So here we go. Number seven. Uh, Waterworld has been featured as part of the question or answer to 14 clues on Jeopardy. Seriously, we didn't have any of them on here tonight. We didn't do all. Jamie oh, is our is our J archive guy. Um, yeah. The, all the clue answers were either Waterworld or Kevin Costner. Uh, except for this one, which you guys know the answer to. We're going to need a bigger boat for 2000. In Waterworld, Dennis Hopper helmed this ship once piloted by Joseph Hazelwood. Ooh, the Exxon Valdez. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that is the answer. Uh, number six, at an estimated $175 million, this was the most expensive movie ever made at the time. What movie did it usurp? Does anyone know? Braveheart. It's a very most good expensive guess. guess. Um, uh, I'll give you the year, 1994. It, 94? When did The Fifth Element come out? Mm, that, a little later. Yeah, that that's a good uh, movie though. But see, like another good guess though. It's gonna be something that I mean, if this, you gotta think if Waterworld passed this because of them constructing the sets. What ninety? You said it Was came out ninety four. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think you'll get it, and that's a good line of thinking, Zach. But okay. it doesn't it doesn't put you down the right path because the answer is True Lies, starring oh, Schwarzenegger and yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. I never would have guessed that. The one with a Harrier jet? They use a Harrier for like the last scene? Mm, that sounds right. If, if, if so, then yeah, right that's going to say you're going to blow the budget right there with the, the Harrier. $110 million for <laughs> one hour in the Harrier jet. Uh, number five. Waterworld was originally intended to be a low-budget Roger Corman film. We've heard his name bandied about a little bit. Uh, but Corman was only going to be given $3 million. He said... 
I need at least $5 million to make this movie. They didn't give it to him. <laughs> wow. $172 million later. <laughs> yep. Uh, number four, Kevin Costner stayed in an oceanfront villa with a butler, chef, and private swimming pool. Cost the production company $4,500 per night. Crew members were forced to live in uninsulated condominiums that were subject to temperature swings. Guys, want to guess how many degrees and Fahrenheit the temperature swung 30. from the cold, the coldest night to the hottest day that they had during their time there. Wait, wait, was this oh, Hawaii? No, was 30. this Hawaii? Yes. 40. 70 degree swing. Now, dude, these are way too low, man. Like, we see that stuff in Minnesota daily, like a 30. Uh, I'm going to say, let's go 90, man. 90. No fucking way. I don't, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if they didn't word this correctly because they say 122 degrees Fahrenheit. A swing of 120? Yeah. Even if it got up to like 122, then you'd say it got to zero at some point. That doesn't sound <laughs> yeah, right. Within 24 yeah. hours. Unless they're in the unless Maybe, they're, maybe in the they're just mountains. trying to say it got up to 122 degrees. That sounds... Well, now, I have heard in Hawaii, like, you can go snow skiing. Because the mountains, they get so high. You can just you can go down to the beach, you can go up snow skiing. Uninsulated. It's saying inside the condominium, though, uninsulated. Yeah. There, it could be, it gets so damn hot and humid inside the place. Like, it's hotter than the exterior temperature. You're baking in but there, maybe. 120. I don't know. It's quite extreme. 120 is hot no matter where you go. Moral, moral of the story, uh, this inequity of accommodations <laughs> contributed to onset hostility and low morale. Okay. Number three, for the Japanese premiere, Kevin Costner had his private plane flown to Tokyo. He failed to get permission to store his plane at the airport for the duration of his trip. He asked the Navy, U.S. Navy, if he could use their airport at Atsugi. They agreed. Did, did I pronounce that right? Atsugi? I don't know. Sounds they agreed, right to me. But only if Costner showed the movie there and made a personal appearance. To help with morale. To help with, yeah, help with the American military. Uh, number two, the most remembered line from the film is, dry land is not a myth. I've seen it. But it's never been spoken in the film itself. You guys ever recall where you might have heard that? Dry land dry is not land. a myth. I've seen it. <laughs> Sound, all right, when you say that, it's like a hopper line, right? <laughs> it's uh, the cable guy, right? Is it? I'm pretty sure. What part? Jim Carrey's got the guy, and he's he's holding him above the puddle out in the rainstorm, and he screams it into his face. He says, "Kevin Costner, Waterworld." I got I got to look this up. That's amazing. Well, wait, wait. No, just start from the beginning, Zach. We know you can do it. Dude, Cable the first Guy line? is so good. Oh, my God. Here it is. Cable Guy, Waterworld. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dry land is not a myth. I've seen it. Kevin Costner, Waterworld. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm blown away. I also heard it in the Dinger Derby video, guy that smashes home run balls, little viral video. <laughs> he holds his bat up, and he's like, Dry land is not a myth. I seen it. <laughs> Horrible story. Uh, number one. This is a fun one. Uh, this actor turned down the role of Deacon in order to be in Die Hard with a Vengeance, also in 1995. 
Answer. Is it Bruce Willis? Oh, I heard it. I heard it. Somebody whispered it. <laughs> no way. It's seriously Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. Ooh. I don't know who whispered it, but that was what I was thinking. Was that you, Nick? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I like it. I was going through. I saw it somewhere else. Uh, uh, flipping through IMDb and like trying not to get into the trivia. Uh, and so like okay. they named off Samuel Jackson, which is uh, magnetic to my eyes. So my well, phone uh, betrayed me there. I apologize, guys. That's all right. That's all right. No need to apologize. Uh, also considered for the role were Gene Hackman, James Caan, Gary Busey, Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> and Gary Oldman. For which role was that, Ben? Deacon, Deacon, the main bad guy. See, this Hopper. A lot of what, see, see, a lot of people that Ben just said are, I think, are way more charismatic than what that character was in that movie. Like, I would love to see Gary Busey, Lauren Fishburne. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> Busey pulls that. <laughs> Lauren Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a this guy? Harry Keitel moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he uh, first went to Gary Busey, too. He's like, those guys are way more charismatic. Gary Busey, Lauren Fishbourne. <laughs> Gary Busey would be a hell of a time. Remember him in, like, what was it, Tommy Boy? Not Tommy Boy, but. Oh, Black Sheep. Black Sheep. He's great in that. Oh, he's crazy. Yeah. That is my countdown, gentlemen. My top seven Waterworld fun facts. Well, we got to mention Simpsons, right? I posted a clip about it. Um, go ahead, take it away, Zach. So there, the Simpsons, believe it or not, had a scene about Waterworld. <laughs> is that it? I mean, pretty much. I awesome. Think I was waiting for the sound clip. Oh, I don't have it. But oh. you have to join our Discord in order to see it, or you could just search YouTube. Okay. But if you join our Discord, you could see Kevin Costner's Waterworld, and it's, um, I believe, Bart, no, Millhouse is just playing a game at an arcade. He puts a quarter in, and Kevin Costner takes two steps, and then it asks for more change. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's the Simpsons joke. They did it. <laughs> the Simpsons did it. The Simpsons did it. Well, bring us home, though, Zach. Uh, keep it in your neck of the woods there. You got some Zach facts for us? Zach facts, it's Zach facts. When you're going down, get some Zach facts. When you're going down. Let's do it. Excellent. I've never, I've never seen the uh, interpretive dance that goes along with that until tonight. Uh, are, are we still doing the over-under on this? Oh, yeah. Uh, over-under, let's set it at... I, actually, uh, he came in. He off, came in late. It was it was a late decision that Zach would be able to be here. I'm going to go over-under three and a half Zach facts. I'm going to say zero because Zach didn't roll the dice. So I think Zach's going to roll the die right now <laughs> to see... And the show. Don't remind him of that. One, <laughs> he's going to roll a one right here and we're cutting the episode. Could you imagine... Just bam. I'm going under. Under. Yeah, I think it's under. Yeah, I'll take the under too. It seems like the popular move. Yeah. So we have three unders and one just dice. I guess. Lucky number 12. We're still going, boys. Wow, okay. We're still going. We're still going. 
All right. How many Zach facts we got? One, two, three, four. Oh, oh he's making one up off the top of his head. Nope. Uh, we'll we'll see. I can't. <laughs> you, 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 you can, can tell judge. when he's making one up. <laughs> Last week they were pretty weak. You guys, uh, this. <laughs> you guys be the judge of that. All right. <clears throat> Fact number one. As we heard, the budget ran high, almost too high. But, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, next year, Extends is re-releasing the official Waterworld Extends extended cut. Do you guys know what Extends is? Yeah. Is so that a male the, enhancement? Exactly. The, so the official Waterworld Extends extended cut... <laughs> will feature a 45-minute long Dennis Hopper sex scene. <laughs> wow. Does he have the fake eye in the whole time? <laughs> it is. It zooms in on the eye. <laughs> it's just moving. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. <laughs> we got to get video working for our, for our listeners. We need yeah. to start live Holy streaming it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Fact number two. Ready for the 30th anniversary of Waterworld? Kevin Costner is. The website domain is already taken for Waterworld 2, the search for more dirt. Nah, that's a good movie. <laughs> Dude, and then you, you know what else you tie in there? Spaceballs 2. Joe Dirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> The, Joe Dirt, Joe Dirt. They already made a sequel to that, Kyle. Did you not know that? Yeah, I do, but not a Waterworld Joe Dirt mashup movie. Waterworld yeah. El Dirt. <laughs> Dude, Joe Dirt's a great movie. Uh, can, you man, all right, can you imagine if it was Joe Dirt was the Mariner, just him on that <laughs> boat the whole time? I would pay to watch that. That would be amazing. <laughs> Oceans like a what is what if life likes like life's like a, a garden just dig it oceans like a life just swim it ah fuck it all right <laughs> fact number three Kevin Costner got in a fight with Adam Sandler over the differences between Water World and Water Boy <laughs> apparently Kevin thought he overheard Adam saying. I'll take a scotch and Costner, hold the Costner. After some heated words, Kevin walked away, but Adam yelled, Waterworld is not high-quality H2O. (laughs) Oh, man, them is fighting words. Fact number four. (laughs) Fact number four. Kevin Costner thought and still does, that this was called Field of Dreams 2, A Wet Dream. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) All right. You redeemed yourself. That was very good. Boom. All right. Um, Thank you very much, uh, everyone. Thank you, Nick, uh, for joining us. uh, First foray into submersion. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Hope you didn't get uh, too tuckered out from our marathon here. Oh, no, Uh, absolutely. We appreciate you. This is uh, is great. What are we going to do for the next two hours, though? 
<laughs> well, we have at least eight more minutes if we want to make it to two hours, if you just want to ramble about something. Well, uh, that's for the Patreons only. Remember the <laughs> Submersion After Dark? Yeah, so. Submersion After Dark. Darker uh, Waters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I had a great time. I'll be back on whenever you guys need me. Happy to join. All right. Well, you're the Thank replacement, you. right? Jamie's gone. He's done. Well, yeah, that's, that's why I'm permanently now Jamie's yep. replacement. J2. You are perm- J2, man. Don't have to hear about the bad website every week now. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 